everybody and welcome to the worship learners podcast it is episode four and we are back i'm here with my co-host daryl what's up and it is sunday june the 14th for us recording on a sunday because um we we typically do on a a tuesday night is when we typically record but i stood daryl up last week and so we moved to a sunday night so here we are daryl how's your day been man it's been pretty good um Went to church, and I know we're going to get into that, and um, uh, kids had a fun time, did a couple of challenges, went for a walk, it was a good day. Oh man, okay, I can't wait to hear about what what kind of challenges are we talking about, I want to hear this. (laughs) Milkshake challenge. Uh, is this a good milkshake, or is this one of those youth group games where you put a like a Happy Meal in a blender and call it a milkshake? You, you, you have to drink it. Nah, it was nah, it was legit stuff because um, there was tasting. Um, who who's best? Who's taste the best? Is a part of it. So. Oh my goodness, that sounds like my favorite kind of challenge. Yeah, I've it, never it, it, I've never drank a presentation and taste. <laughs> oh man, I've never met a milkshake I didn't like. So <laughs> I'm here for a milkshake. That's awesome. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into church and stuff in a second. But just as a reminder of who we are, why we're here, uh, our goal is to discuss worship uh, with uh, with and for other worship leaders, pastors, volunteer team members, um, and you know we kind of focus on mid to small size churches because that's a bit of our experience but hope hope our conversations for everybody we want to encourage just build up uh, those who serve in the area of worship and leading worship in churches and um, it's what we love it's what we do and uh, we decided we'd spend some time talking about it each week so that's why we're here uh, I don't introduce myself my name is Matt Evans I'm your host and I'm here with Daryl Pinnock he's my my co-host and good friend and work colleague and we spent a lot of time together yeah <laughs> We do. We do, although with quarantine, not nearly as much as I'd like. So we'll get back to that more uh, over once we finally go back to work. Yeah, all right. Well, we're going to move this thing along. Uh, We have to talk about some songs. So up next, we're going to do a song spotlight. And a new way of doing it, we're both going to highlight songs from here on out. So uh, because it can be quick, we can both highlight a song. So coming up, song spotlight. And we are ready to do our song spotlight. So, Daryl, what do you have for a song that you want to tell us about today? All right, so my song is Days Gone By by Hillsong Young and Free. Uh, uh, okay, this is great, Daryl. I don't know this song, so tell me about it. Well, it's, to be honest, first of all, I just like how the vocals are in this song. Just a beautiful, melodious um but it's it's really just speaking to you know as so let me read a part it says um and i've been been round in circles living for the moment 
I know I ran so far, was acting kind of crazy, coming up empty, felt like I, was, I lost my heart. Now I've found a love that is clearer than the deep blue skies. It's true, you are right there. I can see it as in the days go by, gone by. So it's just a beautiful song. Um, you just gotta listen to it, man. Uh, it really, I played it and my girls, especially my two oldest, and like all my kids, they just keep singing it. It was like, Daddy, can you play that song again? Can you play that song again? So oh, it's, it, it, it's just got some really nice vocals to it. And the message is just kind of like, you know, we've all kind of went off the deep end. We've all kind of went our own way. And I feel like it's just like a, a coming back to, coming back to ground or coming back to the place where we need to get back to. I love it. All right, well, let's give it a listen. sitting on stage singing it's got the old tvs and stuff that's really good oh what a great melody too good gracious so strong wow thanks for sharing that one uh the song that i have is called his mercy is more and that is by a guy named matt papa and matt boswell they uh co-wrote this song um and i like this song a lot because so we um at our church we're a little more uh, liturgical and by that it means that we just kind of um we have a we have a specific flow we kind of follow each week it's a kind of a rhythm and one of the main parts uh sort of at the beginning of our service is we have a time of confession just to remember hey this week we've said done or thought things that have been against God's plan and we remember that uh, we confess, we confess those sins, and we remember that God is faithful and just, forgives our sins. So we do that every Sunday, which is a really great reminder. It's good to sort of re- remind ourselves of the week, the things that we've done. And it's hard to think of sometimes. It's like, man, I can't believe I did this. can't believe I did that. But it's nice to then receive the grace of God again and remind yourself that God's faithful and just to forgive. And so uh, in that vein, this song, His Mercy is More, uh, is a great one to come out of a confession time remembering that though our sins are deep and many, his mercy is more. So I'll just read a quick quick clip of the lyrics too. Uh, this is verse the first verse or first stanza. What love could remember no wrongs we have done. Omniscient, all-knowing, he counts not their sum. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more and so that's the refrain our sins they are many his his mercy is more and i I think it's just a great song so you want to um hear a clip here
combination of like a, a hymn type you know what i mean and still has the you know the worship type feel to it yeah i would argue that matt papa is sort of like a modern day hymn writer um, mm, okay so his songs always have that similar feel but uh but yeah but love that song so all right we're going to talk about some worship ready resources coming up here so stick around Praise the Lord. All right, Daryl, let's talk about some worship-ready resources. So I've got one that I'd like to share, and but to set it up, I want to ask you a question, Daryl. You and I probably have no, no problem finding new songs. In fact, the more we talk, the more I think, oh, we'll never have a problem sharing new songs. But do you ever have problems finding just that perfect song to put in your worship set? Or you ever have problems, you think like, man, I just need a song to go here. I need a, I need a perfect song. Where can I find that? Do you ever have that problem when you're playing in your worship set, Daryl? Um, especially like when I do the wrong thing and do last minute. Yes, I definitely run into that issue and searching through a list of songs like that you've created that has no search bar that has nothing it's just a list of songs makes it very hard yeah well i'm not gonna offer that to you so uh, you i i'm gonna <laughs> undersell that but uh, there are times when i think man i just need one more song i need a, a the perfect song here uh where can i go and so for years and years i've used a website called worshiptogether.com worshiptogether.com have you ever been to worship together before daryl no dude like you're really um hitting it up hot park with these um resources i tell you i have i i am good at maybe little else than finding great resources and so worshiptogether.com is a great site where they um, introduce new songs. They have a, a video series that's been going on for a long, long time. I think they still call it the New Song Cafe, where the artists come in and just you know give a, a acoustic, stripped-down version of the songs. Maybe it's a new song that they've just released. And then they also do have searchable, like, by topic, by scripture. And uh, so, you know, you can find most any song you want. But most recently on the site, I noticed that they have a um, they have curated lists of like songs like um, uh, I think one of them was maybe like upbeat intro song. Like if you need an upbeat intro song and it had a, a list of some new songs and I found some songs I never heard before that were fantastic that I'm going to plug into my set. Um, there's other curated lists. I can't remember all the titles of them, but uh, just some great resources out there. 
a lot of times it's by some of the top worship leaders that you would know, Passion or Chris Tomlin or Matt, uh, Matt Mayer, uh, Hillsong, all of those, and uh, just lots of great resources, great interviews, great videos. So worshiptogether.com, I highly recommend it as something you should check out once a week, couple times a week, because they're dropping new stuff all the time. Yeah, this is pretty cool, man. I'm like, uh, dude. This is this is good stuff right here, and it has a search bar, y'all. <laughs> it does have you, the search you, bar. You can search for like even as you said, like specific topic, or just um a specific like say you want to find songs that talk about the lamb, you know what I mean, or the line of Judah, or you know what I mean. You could do a search for songs like that when it comes to specific occasions, specific sermon titles. And you want to kind of find a song to kind of partner with the service title. Like this is this is good stuff, man. Yeah, and I know um, I used to grab their chord charts as well from there. You could download chord charts and lyrics if you needed that. So, yeah, it's a great resource. So highly recommended. If you don't check it out on a regular basis, you should. So, uh, worshiptogether.com. Go check it out. Uh, it is June the 14th, and we're in Georgia, so some of the uh, quarantine and uh, sheltering in place that we have, have been experiencing is starting to uh, loosen up a little bit, even though there's still a virus out there. It doesn't seem like people remember that <laughs> where I live. Um, <laughs> it's everywhere in Georgia. The governor said uh, businesses can be back open, and everybody was like, all right, let's go. No more virus. And that is not the case. <laughs> totally not the case. But um, but things are starting to open back up, and, and perhaps most specifically for us, uh, churches are starting to meet again. And so, uh, Daryl, we had our first meeting back together today. Uh, wow. our first gathering so that was unique and you guys have gone back already right yes yes so tell me a little bit about what's what's that like and what i want to talk about here is is what you you're just your experience but also like i'd like for us to talk about what, what we think it's going to look like going forward because there's going to be some changes and some things have changed but i wonder what specifically some things that you see that you think will be long-term change and what are some things that we'll go right back to that we would call normal, like pre-quarantine normal. But but first, just tell me, how's it been? How's it been going back? Like, what was it like to step back in a room full of people? Um, the first time back, it was a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, that cautionary type deal. You know what I mean? You, you're kind of watching what you touch. Um, and I know for us, our church, they are right now, at least temporarily, they're kind of minimizing the contact that the volunteers and the staff have with like the people that come to church uh, you know just the regular guests the regular um members the regular audience that comes to church the the staff and the volunteer um, and the volunteers are there's basically no physical contact there's no handshakes there's no physical buckets going around anymore for anyone to kind of touch it there's, there's very little physical contact and now that we've been back a few weeks now it seems like the more people come back the more comfortable people are getting um but we set up like 
a bunch of stations at the door where there's like um, we have like a container with like mask in it, like a bunch of you know just disposable mask, um, a, a thing of hand sanitizer. So they're like putting up a lot of precautions, but at the same time, you could tell like people are getting comfortable, but there are still people in with mask in church not as much i don't know about your church but it's not that much people actually you kind of could pick them out but i notice i get the more people come back more interaction the less cautionary cautious cautious people are getting do you uh do they have you seated uh, apart or are y'all able to sit no they haven't set up any specific kind of okay barriers so it's basically you decide how you want to sit. I felt like they were, they kind of approached it like, okay, if you want to sit away from someone, they're going to leave it up to you to decide. They don't want to like force anyone to do this, that, or the other. Gotcha. So, but like, it's only service. So there's no Sunday school. There's no small groups. Um, None of that. And I think one of the ministries that do move with uh, me is for the youths. They're like kind of spread out for the most part. Is the schedule uh, of service times, of course you don't have the small group times or whatever, but uh, are the service times the same as they were before COVID? Yeah, pretty much. Um, mainly because during COVID, during this whole season, like our church online presence, like we're basically we basically have an online congregation now. It's grown so much, and we were keeping the same schedule, so they're just gonna stick to that same um, three service schedule. So that now physically, um, the earlier services ha- are a little little less than usual but the regular 11 o'clock service that's still pretty um yeah it's starting to fill up yeah that's gonna be my next question was like how's attendance looking uh because i knew you had the online campus i wondered how many people are coming back and how many people are just enjoying the fact that they can stay at home stay safe you know not have to worry about the the whole rigmarole and then still able to watch online but it sounds like lots of folks are, are coming back yeah, still, I mean, 11 o'clock service, I've really gotten a chance to see the other services. The 11 o'clock service, it's pretty hefty. But as I said, like, the online presence is huge right now. Our online presence is huge. Yeah. So, like, we are currently catering to both. Like, you know, before COVID, we were catering solely to the congregation and the online was secondary. Not that they were they care about it, but the focus was the congregation. Now they're equally focusing on the online congregation and who comes physically in the in the church. Gotcha. Just for context too, since um, we didn't discuss this earlier and maybe if this is your first time joining us uh, Daryl, this is geared towards smaller to mid-sized churches, but currently Daryl is at a is a relatively large church. Yeah, I'm at a bigger church now, so it's. I mean, I'm hoping that like I'll be able to kind of even give some some other insights and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm at a bigger church now, 
And some of the stuff still is the same. Still, like now that I've been at a small, smaller churches or mid-sized churches, and now at a bigger church, I can pull out okay, what's different and what's the same. And especially when it comes to like worship and our understanding how to the flow of the congregation, for the most part, that's the same. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I'm I'm thankful that you're a part of that kind of church to give us that added perspective. Um, when we say we're we talk about small to mid size, that's because that's large, um, largely my experience. It's my current experience, but uh, it is not because we don't think large church large churches are great or, or that we don't benefit from them. That is certainly not our our thought at all. For sure. So, so I'm I'm actually excited to be able to get that perspective from you. Um, so I'm at a I'm at a church plant right now, so we're still just a core group meeting. Now it's a larger core group. In fact, this morning I think uh, for our first meeting back, everybody came back, and we have a total of about wow. 70, 75 people. And That's good. I could, oh, I could count on one hand the number that were missing. I, I was actually shocked. Uh, our, so what we did prior to COVID, we were meeting in a in a temporary space. It was a, a rental building. Actually, it was given to us. We didn't rent it. We just used it. Uh, but it was a smaller space, and once we knew we were kind of swinging out of COVID, or, or out of quarantine, I guess, because we're still in the middle of the virus, I want to be clear. Um, but once we realized we were going to start meeting back, we were like, well, we can't go back to that small space, because the minute somebody coughs or sneezes in that room, we're all clearing out, right? Like, it was a small space. It was like, that's not going to work. So <laughs> we, uh, we, we said, we're not going to go back there. And in the short term, we're just doing some outside meetings. We have a couple of church members who have uh, plots of large land. And uh, we just parked, set up our little sound system, grabbed our chairs, found some shade, and, uh, and sat outside. That's what we did this morning. That's so uh, cool, bro. Dude, and it was a great day. It's so beautiful outside this morning. Uh, nice breeze blowing when you're in the shade. It wasn't too hot. And... Um, and it was really beautiful outside. It was a it was a great meeting, but uh, man, I was just I was just thankful to be around people for a change. I I, <laughs> I was so tired of singing to a camera <laughs> in my bedroom. Like we it was the way we did it. We just recorded from our homes and then put it on YouTube. Is the way we've been doing church for the last however long three months. And uh, so yeah, to sing in front of some folks and hear folks singing back was much needed. So that's cool. So you guys, you said that you've always done online, but it's a greater focus. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? How does that look? Uh, what changes did have you noticed? Uh, is it technological? Te- I'm gonna try that again. Is it technological changes? What are you seeing that that they pivot so so um, now it's much more evident now, but like when anyone is speaking. When anyone is talking, singing, they are making it clear that they're singing to both the congregation and the online. So when the worship team is about to start, they're greeting the congregation and those who are watching online. When the pastor is speaking, he's addressing both. So little things like that, but the biggest thing is like the setup. There's more cameras. Um, we move some stuff on the, the, the stage, so there's we have a pre-show, and the pre-show is live, and so some of those things are happening um, to engage 
the online presence and at the same time cater to um, whoever is physically there. So it's like a dual type deal. So all the stuff that they, they were doing during the um, quarantine, they're still doing it like more and they're still engaging with the, the online. They're like people specifically designated to focus on the comments, to focus on the, 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 um, what people are saying. And are th those people are also posting different information here and there and stuff like that. So they're, they're super focused on that too. So they're not treating it as a separate thing. They're saying, okay, there's a chance that this is going to be a campus. We're going to specifically have an online campus at some point. And that's, uh, you guys do all live feed, right? It's not rebroadcast. It's all live. Um, Sunday, all Sunday is, is live. We do do some rebroadcast during the week okay. or some um, pre-recorded during the week. But Sunday is all live. And what platforms do you know where all that's shown? Is I know it's YouTube. So it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Um, you know, we again we're smaller and have a, a no budget at all. Um, ours was uh, recorded and just compiled together and then released on YouTube. So typically we would record on Saturdays, put it together and then set it to release at like 5 a.m. on Sunday. The idea was that we would all meet around the same time at 10 and worship together apart at the same time, but, you know, it's released at 5 a.m. and anybody could go and grab it and watch it. Okay. Um, so what I would like to you to do for you to do, Daryl, is I want you to, to I want you to prognosticate. I want you to, to tell me what you think, just from your from your seat, what do you think are some of the differences, some of the changes that um, will stick post-quarantine uh, um, with churches? How will church look different from now going forward? And what are some things that you might see that you think will just not change, that will go back to normal? Or or do you see any of that? Just kind of what do you think church is going to look like, man? Because, you know, that's that's been a question. Like, what? how do we do church? We're so used to being close, and we greet by shaking hands or hugging, and, uh, you know, we sing, and, and uh, it's just been a big question, and now we're starting to go back. So I'm just curious to hear from you. What do you think? Um, how do you think it's going to look different? What do you think will stick? And what do you think is just like, just so ingrained in us as church culture and, and as uh, church people that we just could never walk away from? All right. So the touching is going to come back. That's for sure. The hugging, <laughs> the handshakes, it's going to come back. I mean, it's just like church fellowship is so required in church. Like the ability to hug each other, the ability to kind of, embrace the ability to pray for each other like you want to touch someone when you pray for them of course we know that we can do that otherwise but i just feel like i know for sure those things are coming back people are doing them already actually oh so, listen today <laughs> being back for the first time the number of people that came up and just immediately shook my hand and the first time i was like should i should i do this like am i, am I supposed to because i didn't i wasn't gonna ever offer it but when they did it's like oh whatever you know like i don't i'll wash my hands and if i get it i get it whatever so that was almost immediate for us but but again we're in middle slash south georgia where it's like you know 
uh, land of the free. We don't care about the virus can't hold us down. I think is what we think. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, I feel that like one thing though. I feel like everyone is gonna you gonna permanently have hand sanitizer all the time, like in your car. Yeah, People are yeah. gonna have that regardless. Like you're gonna shake, you're gonna hug, and the minute you get in your car, you're gonna you're gonna clean up. I would tell you that much. That is not going to go away. <laughs> but one thing I would tell, I would say to any church or anyone that's listening that's a part of a church, the idea of eliminating the online presence, you would be, the word that I want to use would be kind of strong, but you, the, it would be unwise to, to do that because I feel like this impacted people more than we could be will ever think and it can and though whoever frowned upon it are so or are so reliant on coming to the physical building that this has created an avenue that let us understand that listen we don't have to have a physical building. There's nothing wrong with a physical building. But I feel like this is an opportunity for us to take the borders off God and realize that he can move anywhere, anytime, and in any direction, in any distance. And I think this is an opportunity for us to let go of trying to build this building of numbers. And I feel like the churches who get that will thrive. The churches who don't, I'm not saying they won't thrive, but I feel like they'll be missing out on a mighty move of God in the digital realm. And, you know, it's just, I just feel like it's, it's something that we should, we should see. And, you know, it just gets, I feel like anytime you can get rid of this, oh, we got to fill up our church that we can, it's like you get this opportunity to have this badge of honor, or we have a thousand members, or we have 10,000 members. And in all actuality, you have an online campus, like the limits are like endless. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? But you, you could easily, but you see, sometimes we get so caught up in having control because we can't see those people. We don't know how sincere or how you know you know we don't have a feel of of the legitimacy of blase 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 but who are we our job is to sow the seed so i just feel like that's something that's a that's an avenue that is opened and we should be thinking about how can we build some kind of wing from our church to cater to that that aspect of church so that's good. That's good encouragement, Daryl. So you would say um, that just continue because because every church at this point has had to make a step in some digital direction, one way or the other, and it could be from highly produced to just really like you know guys or just phone conference. That's right. Yeah, a couple of churches did phone conference. Yeah. So you know it could be it could run the gamut, um, but it's forced the church, the, the hand of church leaders to figure out how to approach digital. And it would be easy to say, okay, this is over. Let's just go back to the way we've always done things. Whereas this has been a golden opportunity, a kind of a door open for you to, to enter in that digital world 
and connect with people that you otherwise never would have. Never would have. Now, this dude me... drove from, um, they gave him a shout out in church that he drove from Virginia because he was watching the church wow. digitally. He drove from Virginia and came to the service today. That's amazing. Yeah, you just never know who you're reaching. You know, those, and it's statistically speaking, the churches who may have a, a a physical attendance of you know anywhere from a hundred to a thousand will see a spike in attendance online just mm-hmm. by the number of people they can actually reach that you know that would never maybe be able to drive to your church or whatever. Now let me play a little bit of devil devil's advocate. Man, I'm having trouble talking tonight, Daryl. What in the world? Let me play a little bit of devil's advocate. And ask you, what do you say to those church leaders who say, well, yeah, man, that's that's all well and good in doing the digital thing, but I got a building that is made to, you know, accommodate 300, 500,000 people. And I mean, what, what do we do with our, what do we do with all this building and this, the parking lot and all that needs to be filled up? Like, what do you, what do you say to those folks who have that as a concern? Because that is a legitimate concern, right? Oh, we've, we've been, we've built this building. We've, we have all this uh, capability on campus. We were made for people to come on campus. Now, what do we do with that? I would say don't stop that end. Like, the, I feel like we should understand both can be true. We can need to have the building and we can also build an online presence. And the online presence, just like how you would open another campus and you would have somebody to oversee it, if you want to call them an online campus pastor or whatever the case may be, you just got to focus and uh, on having something to cater to that and still operate in, in the physical aspect of church. And if you haven't already, create different ways for people to give. If you only have one or two ways for people to give, like in this day and age, that is unacceptable. You should have more than one ways to give because those people online will also have the opportunity to give. And you should give people at least, in this day and age, you could give a person at least five different ways to give. And, and think about it. You gotta remember how now this is getting into a little bit of the strategy. And those who don't want to do strategy when you come into church, you stop listening. But for those who are ready to, the more people see you, the more you talk, the more you express, and the more you um, tastefully mention giving. It's the more opportunity for people to give. And if you give them more options, it's more of, um, it's, it's, it's no longer, am I going to give or am I not going to give? It's now, how am I going to give? Because you have given them so many different options. So you have to start thinking in that way. Because like the more people are able to give, then you won't have any roadblocks. Because then the people are who are watching online and listening online, they can give. Yeah, the the goal here is to remove barriers. Don't don't intentionally set up barriers, but remove those. And we live in in a world with so many different options and opportunities to approach things 
you know, dig- like I was talking to a friend the other day, we were talking about banking and he was talking about going to the bank to deposit the check. I was like, you actually go to the bank to deposit your check? Dude, I, I just take a picture. Like, it's so easy. Why would I ever go to a bank? And it's those kind of options we're so used to in our everyday routine that for the church not to offer those kind of things, we're just putting ourselves behind because people are accustomed to that. Yep. So I, I think you're right. Offer those options and you, you just never know what kind of response that will that will generate. You know, one of the other things you said that y'all do is that you have people who are paying attention to comments online. So mm-hmm. you, there's this whole new world where you used to only communicate to the people in your building. Well, now you got to remember not only are people watching, but they'll interact leave comments or they'll, you know, they'll chat. And it's almost like you have to have a, a, a pastoral presence in the chat room, in the, yeah. in the comment section. You got to treat them like they exist too. I think in the past we kind of like have church and we'll have either a live stream going on, but it's just going on. You're not really treating it like, oh, there's actually people that are watching and you should cater to them like how you would cater to someone that's physically in the audience. That's how you got to look at it. The same way how you treat them, to treat a person physically in the audience. The only difference, you can't physically touch them, but the same attention, the same um, awareness, the same, all of that. You can do all of those things. It just requires for you to, to no longer think of it as, oh, you're, it's just, it's not, it's actually real people on the other end. It's not just avatars. It's not just a, a profile icon. It's actually real people to so treat it as such. Yeah. Um, I just feel like to we've seen just now, like when there was no opportunity to meet in a building, we all had to think up different ways. We all had to kind of realize that, listen, like it's more than just the physical building. Like, God forbid, I don't want ever, I don't want this to ever happen again. But if it does, you will know, you know, it's just like no one thought this would ever happen. Yeah, so, that's right. so, so I feel like we should just take the limits off God. Stop treating God as if he can't reach people outside of our building. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I was thinking, um, you mentioned this too, that you're from the platform, your pastors and anybody that's on the platform addresses not only the folks in the room, they also address those online. And I'm thinking just from a worship leader, uh, as we lead our songs and as we encourage people to lift their voices and to participate uh, we we also, as worship leaders, need to invite those folks, if, if you have any sort of online presence, invite them in also. And that requires some specific coaching and some mm-hmm. specific instruction because they may be in their home. Like, do you invite them to stand up? Or do you, right. what does that invitation to participate look like to the online folks? And uh, I know when we were doing it, a lot of times I would ask if, if you know, I talked to anybody um, – outside of the the worship time you know hey do, do you sing along how do you participate what does it look like for your family and for some folks it's like no we don't sing at all you know we're not singing in our home that's weird and others is like no it's been the greatest thing for our family we've been singing in our home with our family and stuff so everybody kind of approaches it differently i think i think just being mindful of those folks that are also tuning in online inviting them to participate fully uh, you know, specifically addressing them. I think that's that's an important change that I know I've not, I've never really considered. And, um, you know, now we're just kind of, our hands kind of forced to it. So, 
And there's a key word you said, inviting them. You're not forcing them. You're not, you know, you just invite them to join in. Like, feel free to join us. And, and yeah. feel free to sing along. Feel free to stand. You know what I mean? Um, let us know where you're watching. Let us know, like, where are you watching from? Let us know. You know what I mean? Um, did you give your heart to the Lord? Let us know. Did you pray this prayer with us? Let us know. That's those simple little things you, you should be doing. Yeah, that's right. Because then it's like, it just reminds, it hits them. Oh, snaps. They are actually paying attention to what's going on with us. Yeah. Right. So, you know? Do you, is there anything that you see that we're kind of stepping into as we go back to church that we're doing now that you think, yeah, that'll be good for now, but it's going to, that'll die off. That I, I think yeah, you mentioned the, the physical touch will, will yeah. go um, back. Is there anything else that you think like, yeah, that's not going to, there's, that's not sustainable for the church. I think, I think for this situation, I feel like it's more new opportunities are open up. I don't really see, to be honest, some of the stuff we probably should have been doing before this happened. You know what I mean? So I don't really see anything that, outside of like the the physical camaraderie, I don't really see anything that we're saying, okay. So like for us, I know that like, we're going to go back to small groups. That's just, you know, proportionary. So that, for sure, I know is not going to last any much longer. Small groups and... Sunday school and stuff like that. I know that's not going to last much longer where they say there's no more of that. I know that we're going to go back to stuff like that. Um, so if anything, I just see more opportunities opening up. I feel like when it comes to church, um, we're going to eventually go back to church as normal as possible. The only thing is that as as the, the staff and the volunteers who are catering to the people that come, I think we're going to be for a little while. Eventually, it's gone. We're going to be a little bit more sensitive to to how we make whoever is coming in, how we make them comfortable, you know, how we try our best to, to and I hope, I mean, I feel like we're just going to be a, well, I'm hopeful that we're just going to be a cleaner set of people. Like we're just going to feel we're just going to pay a little bit more attention to stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, those are the things that, but I, outside of that, I can't really see anything else that we're currently doing that I feel like we're going to stop. I know for us, we were super heavy on social. Like, we were posting, like, constantly. I think for us, we've already kind of scaled back on that. Like, we've already scaled back on the amount of videos that we're doing during the week. We already scaled back and stuff like that. We kind of go back to kind of evening it down. So stuff like that, I feel like, yes, if we've been posting a lot, I feel like that's going to kind of ease back up because now we're going to be having all these physical meetings during the week and on Sunday back again. So you guys, during the quarantine time, increased your social posting and presence during that time is what you're saying. Yes. You think that's yes. already scaling back some? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's like people can't just just can't what it you just can't keep doing that like people people are gonna get burnt out. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, I'll say this just to kind of tie a bow on this conversation is that, uh, you know, we've we've been shoved into a uh, situation that none of us probably would have wished for, uh, that most of us weren't prepared for, but it's uh, given us a unique opportunity. And that's the way we have to see these kinds of things, because this is not the last time something like this will happen. And I don't mean a virus, but I mean, this is not the last time that we'll be in a position where we may be unsure of what to do, this, that, that we walk into uncharted territory. It should not be. Uh, I think that's part of the human experience is that we continually have new experiences. And, um, and what we have to trust in is that God is sovereign over all of these, and he knew exactly what was going to happen. And furthermore, uh, his intention is to continue to push the gospel to all nations, and he's going to use any and every opportunity to do that. The question is, is the church going to respond in kind? Are we going to embrace what we know to be opportunity, or are we going to despise it and be upset about it and then just try to work back to our comfortable, like what we used to have? And uh, our encouragement on this podcast would be, man, embrace what is new, what God is doing that is new. I don't mean embrace anything new that comes along because that could be dangerous, but what I mean is embrace what might be new and challenging and trust that God can use any situation to advance his good news and his great fame because that's what he's in the business of doing. And so as you lead and especially for worship leaders who I I know oftentimes are the more um, creative, they're more um, uh, uh, digitally versed, they know the digital world better. uh, You could really play an important role in your church for, pushing that ball forward for, for pushing your church to embrace the digital side of things for thinking through creative ways to uh, reach and engage the audience that you, you have an opportunity to, to engage with because of something like this. So just big time encouragement to keep pushing forward. Don't, don't run from change, embrace it. And uh, with God's help and God's grace, uh, you can do, you can do great things. God can do great things through you. So. Amen to that. All right. Well, as always, we want to wrap up with some scriptural encouragement because that is uh, it's the best thing that we can do is just turn our eyes to the word of God, hear what Jesus has to say, what God has to say to us through his word. And so we want to leave that um, that with you today. And uh, our scripture this week is from Ephesians chapter two, verses one through ten. So it's a, a big chunk, but it's just such encouraging scripture. And um, so I just want to read this to you. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created.
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So just that, remembering that we were dead in our trespasses, but God, by his rich mercy, made us alive in Christ and has raised us up and sent us on to do good works. Man, that is the good news, Daryl. Good news. I love that, man. I love that. Well, we're so grateful that you joined us for this podcast. We hope you've been encouraged. We hope you've got some good resources. And I hope you've made you think just a little bit about what the future of church looks like. I I think we're in a really unique time, uh, uh, a time unlike we've ever seen before. And um, and I think it could be just a great awakening. And we didn't even get to talk about all that's going on in our country and how this plays a role even in that with, as we see uh, issues of race and justice and um, those kind of issues come back to the forefront, how this plays. But I, but I just feel like um, there's some great things ahead for the church. Jesus is, is still king. He's still doing what only he can do, changing lives, turning lives around. And uh, it's just a real privilege to be even just a small part of that in the churches that we serve. So hope you're encouraged, friends. Thanks a lot for joining us. Daryl, do you got any last words you want to say before we both go to sleep? <laughs> In difficulty, there's opportunity. Always remember that. That's good. Well, this has been the Worship Learners Podcast. Leaders are learners, and as worship leaders, we want to be learning. We want to be becoming better worshipers, and we want to become better leaders. So keep learning. We hope you'll join us back next week on the podcast. Until then, y'all stay safe out there. We'll see you next week. God bless y'all.